privilege and a pleasure to be here again and see you and to address all my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous Jewish listeners out there. And uh, we are embarking on another trip today. And we are traveling towards Matan Torah. This is our trip. We're climbing the ladder towards Matan Torah. But I just wanted to say one idea before we start. I was, as I was walking into the studio, I was listening and hearing the birds chirping in the street. And it's very important for us to stop and to see what Hashem is sending us. And certainly the song of the birds is something that Hashem is sending us. You have to know that the birds are not singing with their free will. They're singing because they're programmed to sing. And they don't understand what they're singing to each other. They have no language over there that they're talking to each other. But they're singing. The song is really for us. And everything in this world, you have to know, is it's for us. Hashem has made everything for us. That's why everybody has to say, everybody should say every day, the world is made for me. So these birds, they're singing for us. So we should at least appreciate the bird's song. And how does that work? Well, Hashem, you have to know, He made a neshama. That's what makes us. We made a neshama. So that neshama, it, it reacts to singing. As we know, King David, Abir Melech, he would play on his lyre, L-Y-R-E. He would make songs on his lyre. And it would bring up his his happiness and his emotional level. And in fact, uh, he he would even sing to Shaul Amelech when Shaul wasn't feeling so hot. He asked to bring David there to bring up his spirits. Uh, and in fact, the in the uh, in the old days, the Leviim they would also play the play on their harp, play music, and even bring uh, a lot of the Klai sale to a spirit of Neviut by bringing the happiness. So how does that work? Well, Hashem made the Neshama in such a way that it is bestirred by music, especially the, of course the right like the music like they're playing on J Root Radio, good music, kosher music. The other stuff that's the opposite; it doesn't work at all. It's a negative. So when when over here, Hashem is bringing the chirping of the birds, and that chirping of the birds is there to make us, to bring up, bring up our, our uh, to make us happy, to bring up our emotional levels. And, and Hashem is doing that because He loves us. And, even, and, 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 and therefore, Hashem is actually giving a reward to the birds to, that, he, that they are making us happy. How's that? Because we have a mitzvah in our Torah called Shiluach Haken. And that mitzvah is only... It's only designated to birds. You have to shoo away the mother bird to get the baby birds to get the eggs. But if you shoo away the mother deer, nothing happens. You shoo away the mother cow to get the baby cow, baby sheep. You shoo away the, the mother sheep to get the baby sheep. You don't get any misvav of long life for that. But if when you shoo away the mother bird, you get misvav of long life. Why is that? Because Hashem is showing, actually, why, why is it only with the bird? Because I heard from the rabbi to say, say that the misvav, of course, hakarat tov is that the Yesod of all the Torah. And that's what we're going to be learning over here today a little bit, that Derech Eretz Kamala Torah, and the number one item of Derech Eretz is appreciation and gratitude, Hakarat Tov, to recognize what we're getting. So over here, Hashem is saying, you bird, even though you're not even doing it with your free will, you are making my creations happy with your song, therefore I'm going to give you a reward. What's the reward? I'm going to put you in the mitzvah, in my Torah of, of Shiloh HaKen, and people are going to get long life through your mitzvah. So... So we say, 
קל וחומר, במינו וחל וחומר, עד כמה וכמה, how much more so, if a person should make another person happy with his free will. The bird has no free will, but if a person should make another, body, another person happy with his free will, how much more his reward is rewarded. So let's go out today. Let's try to make another Jew happy with our free will. When you see a Jew in the street, you go to shul, you see him in the street, tell him, Jack, you look great today. Uh, I haven't seen you in such a long time. You, it's so, such a pleasure to see you. Whoever you see, whoever, whoever you see, make them feel good. Give them a big smile. That makes them feel good. Just by giving them a full face and a smile, as we're going to learn the Pirkei Avot, with a svara, with an expression, with a good face, a good smile, you'll be giving them encouragement. Encouragement is, uh, is what we say, um, is, 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 uh, is, um, is, is a mitzvah to give another Jew encouragement. Me'oded anavim Hashem. Ah. And that's what's going to be our theme now, Me'oded Anavim Hashem. You are acting like Hashem. When you are encouraging humble people, people that are maybe a little bit down today, you're giving them encouragement. You, you pat them on the back. You give them a full, you say, glad to see you. You're encouraging people like that. You are acting like Hashem. You're not just not encouraging people. You are halachta bidrachav. You are acting like Hashem. Me'oded Anavim Hashem. Hashem is encouraging the humble. He encourages us every day. He gets us out of bed every day. He wakes us up every day. He gives us air every day. He gives us food every day. He gives us eyesight every day. We can walk every day. Baruch Hashem. Hashem is encouraging us to do something with our lives. That's the idea. All this encouragement is there to do something with our lives. So, so, so this, is what, this is our message over here at the beginning of the parasha. It says, it says, You should be, literally it sounds like holy, but Rabbi Miller always explained it as shalem, shalemut. You should be perfect, because ani Hashem, I am perfect. Try to be like me, Hashem. So how could you be like Hashem? Very, how are you going to be like Hashem? So Hashem is revealing to us in His Torah how to be like Hashem. First of all, he reveals to us the Yagmidot, 13 attributes of Hashem. El-Rachum v'chanun, el-Rachapayim, Rav-Chesed v'emet, Yosir-Chesed l'alafim v'chule v'chule. And these have to be studied. Every one is a little bit different nuance than the other one. You could open up the Tomer Devorah, written by Rabbi Moshe Cordevero, and you could see the different nuances. But Rabbi Miller, Rabbi Miller would always tell us it all boils down to one Midah. If you want to boil it down to one Midah, it's Midah Hesed. All this is kindliness. All the midot Hashem, Hashem is kindliness. And we know that's what Abraham Abinu saw in the world. He saw, he looked around the world, and he couldn't believe what he saw. Everything exhibited kindliness, hesed. When he saw that, he saw hesed Hashem male'ah aretz. He said, my God, there's got to be some power that's doing all this hesed, the power that's bringing the sun in the sky, and it's, and it's, it's interacting with the, with the grass on the ground, and it's making food come from the ground. It means whoever made the sun in the sky, he also made the grass, the grass and the leaves and the photosynthesis that it's interacting with it. It's bringing up food from the ground. The food is a food world that Rabbeinu Sajga, Rabbeinu Sajga Gaon would say, in, in his Emunot Vedeot, that the whole food exhibits food. Why is it exhibiting food? Fish in the sea, the fruit from the trees, everything is exhibiting food, which is the chesed, because the whole world is, is made for the benefit of Bnei Adam, benefit of people, and people need food. So Hashem made a lot of food in the world in order to feed the world. So Hashem, uh, Abraham Abinu saw this chesed, and, and, and therefore he emulated Hashem in the Hesed that he saw. So we are talking about emulating Hashem. 
So when Hashem encourages people, that is a chesed of Hashem. So again, one way we encourage in is midot. One way we are emulating Hashem in is midot, and midot of chesed. But another higher way, the halachta bidrachav, and this is the chedusha of Rabbi Vigdim Miller, that we have to all learn it, see it. It's easy to learn, and it, it's, it's, its benefits are exponential. That we have, and it, actually the roots of it is chobot halevavot. Chobot actually means the obligations, the mizvot of the mind. And the whole idea is that we have to know who we are. And we are our thoughts. We are our mind. We are the thoughts that we put into our head. That's going to form and formulate our midot, our hashkafot. Everything that we are, it emanates from our thoughts. So we have to be very careful. We have to be selective in what thoughts we're going to put in our head. What, what are we going to put in there? You can't just stay the yes that I was trying to tell us, hey, it doesn't make a difference. It goes in one ear and out the other. Don't make, you could look, go look at whatever you want. Go to this movie, that TV. Go look, what's the difference? You're not doing anything. You see violent stuff. What's the difference? No, no, it matters. It's a big difference. Because when you put good thoughts in your head, then you become a, good, a better person. It says over there, um, it says in the, in the Lecha Dodi, Machshava, uh, it says your 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 machshava uh, techila. Your 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 deeds come after your thoughts. Machshava techila. So it's very very important when you see your deeds are good. It means your thoughts were good. It means you had good thoughts that produce good deeds. So so it's so vital that we have to make sure that we put good thoughts in our minds. And that's over here. Ve'alachta bedrachav. We're trying to think like Hashem. Wow, what an idea. To think like Hashem? How is that possible? How could you think like Hashem? It says, yes, that's the highest level of emulating Hashem, is to think like Hashem. So we have to try to teach everybody, including ourselves, how can you think like Hashem? Well, you have to know that we have it in our hand. When Hashem gave us a Torah, that is the thoughts of Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every line in the Torah is a thought that Hashem is thinking, and it's a thought that He wishes us to think. Therefore, we study His words in order to acquire what He shows us to be His attitudes. That's the attitudes of the Torah. We have to gain His attitudes on the good side and on the negative side. When we see good things, Hashem is noticing Good things, good people, misfort, masim tovim. That's what he. That's he has a good attitude towards that, and he wants us to also have good attitudes towards towards sadikim, chachamim, towards your mother, your father, your sisters, your brother, your wife, your children. Have Hashem wants you to have those good attitudes, and the opposite is with the negative, the negative things that he writes in his Torah as well. So some of the attitudes that he writes, for example, he regards men in its selim and lokim. And we should train ourselves to think otherwise, that a man is created in Tzalem and Lokim. The, the truth of the matter is, just to even think and to say that man is in an image of God, we have to know that we, it's, you know, we, we couldn't say such a thing. Because, he has no image. But, but Hashem is telling us in his, in his Torah that he's bypassing that. He said it's so vital that you should think that, that man is created in the image of God, that I'm not afraid that you're going to think I have no image. We know I have no image. But I want you, you must think it's incumbent, it's hayab for you to think that man was created in the Salem Elohim. If you don't think that, you're kofed in the Torah. Because the Torah says it. It says, Shofech dam ha'adam ba'adam damo yishafer ki betzelem Elohim nivra ha'adam. And it says it elsewhere, Vayipach ba'apab nishpat chayim ki betzelem Elohim. Hashem blew into man the breath of life that he blew, blow. Midele nafach. He blew of himself. That's an eshama. What, what, again, what does Hashem blow? We have inside of us a piece of Hashem. And therefore, we have to know that we are made in Salem Elohim. So when you look at your friend, 
today, tomorrow. Whenever you look, train yourself. Look at your friend. Look in his eyes. He doesn't have to know that you're looking at him. Look for even from far and say, boy, that friend of mine over there, he's made in the Salem Elohim, and I have to respect him. I have to respect that man. And I have to, I, I should love him because he's made in the Salem Elohim. And that's the way we, that's the way, that's one way we can, we can come to the big mitzvah in our Torah, Ve'ahavta Lecha Kamocha. Ve'ahavta Lecha Kamocha is in our parasha, which has 51 mitzvot in it, 40, 38 negative, and 13 positive mitzvot, to love your fellow Jew. And I emphasize that, to love your fellow Jew as you love yourself, that's a mitzvah, positive mitzvah in the Torah. Ze'ekal gadol Torah, Rabbi Akiva says. Ze'ekal gadol Torah. He said it for many reasons, because it is kal gadol Torah. Of course, we know that during the Omer, 24,000 of his students they passed away. They were gedolei olam, they passed away. The Gemara tells us, That needs understanding. For us to understand, what does that mean? I don't know. It's, it's very, these are the greatest rabbis, that they shouldn't have given respect one to the other. It had to be dak minadak. It has to be a, a, just a, a speck from a speck. So I, I, I was in a, I gave a class yesterday for children, and this little girl gave an answer. I said, why did they die? So she gave a, a beautiful answer, the, really the right answer, because, because when one of the students had a chidush from the Torah, he was reticent. He was holding back that chidush from his fellow colleague. He didn't, he didn't want to give over the chidush from the Torah for his colleague to, to say it came from, he, to say it, to say it came from him. So, so because of that, that showed a little bit of lack of respect. And that's what was there. They, they were so into their own Torah that they didn't share it as they should have shared it. They should have shared it better. That's what this little girl said. And that's the way I had heard it from one of my rabbis as well. So, again, we're working on the big concept of from our Torah, and we're thinking like Hashem today. We're thinking like Hashem. We're thinking some of the thoughts that Hashem is giving us in His Torah. And you know, there's an endless amount of thoughts that Hashem is giving us in His Torah. For example, we'll just go off on a side for a second. He said the first first thought is, that Hashem created this world. He created the heavens and the earth. That's a big thought. In fact, Hashem thought it was such a big thought that He put it first. Hashem put that thought first in His Torah. He could have put other ones. He could have put, Hashem Hashem He could have put, Selim Elohim. No, He put, Bereshit, Bara, Elohim, Et HaShemayim, Ve'et Ha'aretz. That's the first thought God put in His Torah. Now, now that means, it means, it must mean that it's, Bomb thought. Maybe it's probably the most important thought in the whole Torah. He put it first. But he wants us to know first two thoughts. One, that there's Elohim in the world. We have to know there's a God in the world. And he's Mashkiach. He created the world. He's running the world. He's watching the world. He's, he's doing everything in the world. And that's Elohim. Bereshit bara Elohim. It, Bereshit bara. The second idea Rabbi Miller brings is that he created the world. This Elohim, he's the one that created the whole universe. Not only is there a God in the world, but He created every single atom in the whole universe, every planet, everything, every item in the universe. He's creating it. He runs it. He's watching it. He's thinking about it. This is the first and most important thought in the world. That's why Shabbat is the most important holiday there is. It's the most important holiday, meaning holy day. Shabbat is the most important holy day that there is. More than Yom Kippur, because we're celebrating, we're remembering that Shabbat, we have to at least remember that Hashem created the world from nothing. 
He only created the world yesh me'ayin. The first creation was yesh me'ayin. All the rest was yesh me'yesh. He created the first yesh me'ayin. Yes, from nothing. Ex nihilo, they say in Latin. From nothing. God created everything from nothing. And then he created everything else. From that something, he created everything else. Okay. So, again, we are dwelling on the first idea that to think like Hashem. And Hashem is thinking that man is created in the image of God. And another... There's no end to this idea. But another thing we should think about, that God wants us to think about, is that we are created in the image of God. He's telling us this. He says this actually in the Pirkei Avot. And we're also learning Pirkei Avot today. That's our ladder. Pirkei Avot. Terech Eretz Kamala Torah. Haviv Adam Shenivra B'Tselem. You know who said this? Our rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. That's who we're talking about today. We're talking about Rabbi Akiva, the rabbi of the 24,000 students. The rabbi that all the Torah we have today is on his back. It's on his merit. If it wasn't for the fact that he found five more students after that, the Torah would have been lost, the Gemara says. Lost. Could you imagine Torah been lost? Torah Shabbat, Torah Shabbat, been lost because Rabbi Akiva went ahead and he didn't give up. He lost 24,000 of the greats of the greats, but he didn't give up. He went and he found five more students of the, um, and, and, and he taught them Torah, and they disseminated, they spread the Torah all over the world. And the fact that we're here today is, is a credit to, those, to Rabbi Akiva and those five students. If it wasn't for those five students, we wouldn't be here today. You have to know that. So, but Rabbi Akiva tells us something over here we're talking about right now, about Selim Lokim. And there's no end to the learning about Selim Lokim. The Alta Slabatka, the rabbi of the whole world, Navnatan Svi Fingal, spoke about Selim Lokim, spoke about Gadluta Adam, which is the same thing. Selim Lokim, Gadluta Adam, for 40 years. 4-0. 40 years. And some one student said, you know, he keeps talking about for 40 years. It's a uh, hajj. It's enough already. I heard it for 40 years. So the other student told him, you didn't even hear it once yet. If you want to say you heard it already for 40 years, you didn't even hear it once yet. You didn't hear it even once. So, so the, the concepts of our Torah, we got to hear them over and over and over. You got to hear your rabbi, you got to sit in front of your rabbi for 40 years till you finally understand a little bit where he's coming from. So over here, we're saying, so the, again, the, 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 the learning, the limud, the depth of Tzilim Lokim, which we're, we're dwelling on right now, has no end. And the other idea we're saying over here is that Hashem is telling you this in order to know how great you are. He wants you to know how great you are, that your potential is unlimited. A, we said, he wants to know how great your friend is, so you should respect him, and you should, you should be kind to him and good to him and help him, because he's created in the image of God. But you also have to know that when you look in the mirror in the morning, try this tomorrow morning, try it. I try it. I do it. Not every day, but I try to do it every day. When you look in the mirror in the morning, take that water and Smack it on your face, pat it on your face, rub your face, wash your face. And now look in the mirror and say, you don't have to say it in the bathroom, you can say it outside the bathroom. Say, I'm created in the image of God. Psh. You just said an unbelievable thing. You said, I am created in the image of God. Wow. Say the middle came. First of all, you're doing what we're saying now. You're thinking like Hashem. You're And second of all, you are emphasizing who you are, that you can go out into the world and be anybody. You can do anything because you're, you're tapping into the power that's inside of you. That power is called Etzelim Elokim. And where's that power coming from? For your neshama, from your soul. So if you go outside in the world and you feel a draw who doesn't feel it to doing something you shouldn't be doing, 
to the Yetzirara. So what should you do? Stop. Stop for a second and pat your face. This is a strategy now. Stop for a second and pat your face and say, how could I do something like that? I'm made in Itzelim Elokim. I cannot do something like that. I'm made in the image of God. So we are working again on the image of God. And, and Rabbi Akiva says in the Pekei Avot, Haviv Adam How beloved is man, he's created in the image of God. Now he's talking about all mankind. All mankind is created in the image of God. Now you have to know that every man is created in the image of God. And it's incumbent upon us, the rabbi explains to us, to try to see that image of God inside of every man. In fact, he said even further, listen carefully now, listen carefully. He said, if you can't see the image of God inside a plain Pashut man, even a goy, then you'll never see the image of God inside a Jew. That's a, that's a heavy statement. Think about that. Heavy statement. Of course, of course, he's not talking about a rasha now. He's talking about a plain old, uh, plain old goy. Not, you know, but it's a training. It's a training. And they trained like themselves like that in Slabadka. They even, they never called the Lithuanian goy. And those were their Shaim Mamash. They were Lithuanian Nazis, those Lithuanians. They are the ones that took out that, that, that when the Nazis marched in, they killed the Jews before the Nazis, those Lithuanians. So, but he said, in Lithuania, he was there from 1932 to 1938. Think about that. He said, they never called the Lithuanian Sheketz, abomination. They never called them a Sheketz. Why? Because they were, they were working on themselves that, on the Gadluta Adam. Tremendous levels, tremendous levels. That's what they did. We should try to think about it. Let's try to work on Jews first, okay? At least let's work on Jews that they created in the image of God. On the, on the, on the postman and the mailman, after you finish with all the Yehudim in your shul, try, try to finish with all the Yehudim in your family first. Try to work on that first. On all the Jews in your family, then all the Jews in your shul, then all the Jews in your city, then all the Jews in your community, then all the Jews in your country, then all the Jews in worldwide, fine, that they create in the image of God. That's fantastic. Then we'll worry about, after you finish all that, come back and we'll, we'll, we'll find some other guys that are outside of the fold to work on them. But right now, when you finish, that's, that's a life's work, what I just told you, to try that. So anyway, Rabbi Akiva is telling us, the, the very important statement right at the beginning in the Pirkei Avot, I think it's Perek HaMishim, if I'm not mistaken, Kabir Revi'i, says, Haviv Adam, Adam he's mean, means call Adam. Shenivra Betzelem, Havivim, Shenivra, Shenodalo. Oh, now that's an extra added attraction. Oh, what's the added attraction? It says, 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 the fact that man is created in the image of God, that's great. But the fact that it was told to him, that it was created. You know, if the Torah didn't tell us that it was created in the image of God, he would never know it. How would he know it? God had to come and tell us that we were created in the image of God. Havivim Yisrael. Now he goes to a step further. Oh, Yisrael on a whole nother level. They're called the children of Hashem. Banim l'makom. They're called the children of Hashem. So, which, which the Goyim are not called Banim l'makom. Why? Why? Because Yeshem Klichemda. Because they have a Torah. We have a Torah that we accepted from Agadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we, we, we are called, He gave us the Torah to who? To His children. So we call the children of Hashem. This is some of the Chesed Hashem. So this is some of the, some of the ideas we're learning about Tzelem Elohim, which has no end. No end. And what a Chesed that Hashem told us that, told us that we're created in Tzelem Elohim. So another idea that 
we are banim. So we have to gain the same attitude that we're banim atem Hashem alochem. Also another idea, big idea, Hashem wants chesed. He's ohev chesed. Ohev chesed. And we should also like to do chesed. And then when we do that, when we ohev chesed, like today, there's a, uh, there's a Chinese auction today. Very important in Sharet Zion. Very important to go. Bikucholim organization is full of chesed. They're all chesed. They, they, they help so many people. They help them in, they help old people. They help young people. They help people with problems. They help people with job, in jobs. They help everybody, all volunteer work that are doing these, these work. Unbelievable, tremendous organization. All for what? The chesed. The chesed Hashem male'ah aretz. This is a tremendous, tremendous organization, and it really, it's a big mitzvah to go support Sephardic Bikucholim. It's one of the tenets of our community, one of the foundations. Torah, Avodah, Begimilut Hasadim, another one of our Parkei Avod. Without Gimilut Hasadim, there's no world. The world will be destroyed if there's no kindliness. And you have to know something. The only true kindliness, real kindliness, is from the Yehudim. The Rahmanim, Baishanim, Komle Hasadim. The Jewish people have inside of their bones, inside of their genes, they have mercy, Rahmanim, they have mercy on the next guy. They have Rahmanim, Rahmanut. Baishanim, they have shame. They have a little bit of shame about them. They don't walk in the street like a, you know, full of chutzpah. They have a shame about them. They're shameful. Of course, the environment today is breaking down a lot of some of that shame. The, 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 goyim, the goyim environment, breaking down that shame. The go, ha, it's a shame what's happening to our boys and girls because, because, the, because of the environment, the colleges that they're going to, the professors that are telling them they came from an amoeba, amoeba, they came from a monkey. So if you come from a monkey, you don't have to have any shame. But if you come from a neshama, if you come from a piece of Hashem, that's how we teach, the Judaism teaches, then you can be very careful what you do. You have to have shame. And... And the rabbi used to tell us a story about having shame and being being aware that Hashem is looking at you. That means Hashem, Ayin Ru'ah, that's another perkevot, that Rabbi Udan, as he said, Ayin Ru'ah, you have to think that Hashem is looking, hearing, listening, and writing everything in the book. So he would say one practice is to think when you're standing in front of people, especially God is looking at you, and that'll cause you to have shame. God is looking at you from inside their eyes. That's a big idea now. Don't get scared. Try it, don't get scared. Now, you don't got to tell the other guy anything. But when you're standing in front of a person, especially a Jew, especially if you're in school, you're standing in front of your rabbi, right? You're sitting down for so many hours in front of your rabbi, at least thinks one time in your life, one time, think that your rabbi, that Hashem is looking at you from inside the rabbi's eyes. Oh, what an idea. That's tremendous. It's emetchel amitut that idea. Now, you'll be very careful how you answer your rabbi. You won't open your mouth. You won't answer your rabbi. You're going to sit up. You're not going to slouch in your chair. You're not going to talk to your friend. Why? Because you're thinking that Hashem is looking at you from inside your rabbi's eyes. And that's called, that is Yirat Shamayim. That's called Yirat Shamayim, to be aware of Hashem. And that is what we're trying to gain over here. Now, another idea, there's no end to thinking like Hashem. And we have to try to walk on the street and think like Hashem. This is v'halachta bidrachav. That's a mitzvah min Torah. So you have to know Hashem considers this world tov me'od. Vayar Elohim kol asher asa v'hine tov me'od. Hashem saw everything that He did, and it's a very good world. Rabbi Miller used to extend this to tov me'od. What do you mean 
tov, it's enough. What is tov me'od? So Ramal used to say, Hashem says, me'od means very, 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 exponentially very with, with, with three dots. It doesn't end the very. Hashem is saying very, very good. Now, of course, Hashem made the world. He knows it's very good. He knows it's very good. But he, he's going out to tell you how good this world is, how good the light is, how good the water is, how good the air is, how good food is, how good Torah is. Very good. Everything's very good. And you should thank the giver that it's very good. That's the idea. Hakarat Tov. And that's what we're working. Derech Eretz Karmala Torah. Hakarat Tov. That's the whole Derech Eretz in a ball. One ball. Derech Eretz Karmala Torah. You have to have Hakarat Tov. Now, we are working on this Derech Eretz so we can be prepared. Because right now we're preparing. We're preparing. We're preparing in this vestibule. We're preparing in this world. What's the prosdor? The prosdor is this world. This is the only world you could prepare in. You can't prepare in the next world. It's over. You have no free will. You cannot prepare. This is the world you can do. The world of asiyah. The world of doing. The world of honoring your mother and father. The world of, of, of helping your neighbor. The world of learning Torah. The world of improvement. Improvement. To improve yourself. La'asot means to improve, to make something out of yourself. You can only do it in this world. Le'taken olam. And we are, we are building. We are, we are preparing. Hachana. Hachana means preparing. So we're preparing right now for Matan Torah. And that preparation is right here in this world. And, but in order, in order to hold we're, again, we're building, right? We're counting. We're counting. We're counting up. But in order to 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 have a vessel, a kali, a vessel to hold all that money, the money is the the money is the midot tobot, is the is the maasim tobim. That's the mizvot. We have to hold all that money. Where are you going to hold it in? You got to hold it. In, you're going to hold all that money in a pocket. You have to have a pocket that's sewn closed. If you don't have a pocket that's, you keep putting the money in your pocket. You keep putting this vote in your pocket. Masim to him in your pocket. But if the pocket's not sewn closed, you're putting the money. It's going to fall out of your pocket. It's going to fall down the leg of your pants. And if you have a hole in your head, if you have bed hashkafa, anything you put in there, any idea is going to fall out of the other side of your head. So you have to have a borsud. You have to have a good head. You have to have, what's that good head we're talking about today? We're talking about midot tovot. Midot tovot is the pocket, the vessel to hold your Torah. Good character. Derech eretz kadma la Torah. So now, let's learn a little bit per keavot, which is the, which is a great vessel of derech eretz, mishnayot avot, instead of nezikin, Nezikim means you shouldn't hurt your fellow men, shouldn't cause any damages. And Pirkei Avot is teaching us those vital lessons. So we, we, we come over here to the great rabbi, Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai. Now we have to know, we owe everything to Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai. Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai was the Rabbanan Shri Yisrael, and he was there, he was one of the Tanaim, the great Tanaim, and he, he lived during the time of the Khurban Beit HaMikdash, Bayit Shini. He lived during that time. Now, uh, uh, he was one of the rabbis. You know, the Romans were ruling the world, and they came to the to the uh, Yerushalayim to destroy Yerushalayim. And he was one of the rabbis that, that told the Jewish people, you know, let's not resist the Romans. 
let's just surrender and we'll be able to live another day. He he knew from he had a chokhmah of the of the of the Torah. He said, "Look, if we resist the Romans, they're gonna they're gonna destroy the Beit Hamikdash. They're gonna kill all the Jews over here. They're gonna take us as slaves, and we're gonna have nothing left. What's gonna become of our Torah? So you're better off let's let's not resist. They're too powerful for us anyway. They're much too powerful. They have a war machine. What do we you know? They're gonna so." The Chachamim said, let's, re- let's not resist. But the Biryonim, the gangsters over there, in fact, one of them, the head of them, head of them was Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai's nephew. He said, no, no, let's be like the, I don't know, the Jewish Defense League or, uh, or somebody like that. He said, no, we're not going to lay down. We're going to fight. We're going to fight it out. We're going to fight it out. So, so what happened was Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai saw he, he wasn't getting anywhere with them. So he decided, let me get out of the, uh, get out of the um, citadel or well, the fortress of Yerushalayim that had a wall over there. So he had to sneak out, and he did it in a, in a, uh, in a clever way. He made believe he was, he was uh, dead, and he put him in a coffin, and uh, he was able to get, because the Romans didn't let anybody in and didn't let anybody out. They wanted to starve the people out of, uh, out of Jerusalem. So he was able to get out, and when he got out, with the, with the guidance of, of God, he met up with the general of the Roman armies, believe it or not. Adrianos. Adrian, he met up with the general and he called him, he saw with Ruach HaKodesh that this general was going to become the Caesar of Rome. So he greeted him. He said, I want to greet you, O Caesar of Rome. So the general, he he was got a little ad, you're calling me Caesar? I'm not, oh, put your head, you're not a Caesar, I'm not the general. And if I was the general, if I was the Caesar, you should have come out and greeted me before him. And at any case, at that time, a messenger came from Rome and said, Long live the Caesar is dead in Rome. Long live the Caesar. And, and, and Adrian now was he was nigh, he was proclaimed Caesar of Rome. And therefore, because Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai brought him good news, they had a a a a, 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 a practice that when somebody brings them good news, they got to act. They got to give him something back. So he gave him three wishes. So one of the wishes he gave him was Yavne vechachameha. So I mean, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai asked for Yavne vechachameha. Asked for yeshiva. He knew that he has that perpetuation of Torah, and so the Roman general gave him that wish, and because of that, we still have Torah today in the world. So, but he's giving us now, in in Avot, he's giving us lessons for life, and he had five great students. Now he didn't have five; he had thousands of great students. But Avot is citing these five, and these five were as follows: Rabbi Eliezer Hagadol, Rabbi Eliezer Churkenos, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoseh Hagelili. Rabbi Shimon, Bar Yochai, Rabbi Lazar, Ben Arach. These are the five great students, and he told them, "What is the toba lo haadam? Go out, seur u, go out into the world." And the rabbi explains to us, Rabbi Miller, they didn't go out one day; they went out and they contemplated it. The histakel, histakel means sechel. Histakel means put your mind to it, and they put their mind to it. Maybe they they went out for months until they came back with their stratagems for life for perfection, success in life. So, <clears throat> the first rabbi, Billy Ezer, said, you know what a success in life is? Ayin toba. You should have a good eye. Literally means good eye. But the Bartanura explains to us, what does that mean, good eye? Good eye means you should be sameach bechelko. You should be have satisfied with what you have. A good eye on what you have. You should have hakarat atov on what you have, on what you received. Be grateful. Be Be satisfied with everything that you have. Appreciate what you have. See what you got. And 
enjoy it. And 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 also, of course, and also thank thank the giver that gave it to you. But over here, ayin tova means be have be happy with what you have, and it also means about Tanur says have an ayin tova b'shel acherim. You should have a good eye with other people have. You shouldn't be jealous what other people have. We know in the other Pekavot tells us, Kina is one of the things, jealousy, take a person out of this world. He can't live with jealousy. Every night, he's jealous of his neighbor's car. He's jealous of his neighbor's house. He's jealous of his neighbor's clothes. He's jealous of his neighbor's job. He's jealous. Jealous. Why is he jealous? He thinks... Maybe that the neighbor took it away from him. Has v'shalom. Now, kinah is actually a kif- kifira. If you're jealous, it means you're trying to say that God doesn't know what he's doing. Well, that's a very, very deep thing I'm telling you now. Jealousy isn't just it's a bad trait. It is a bad trait. It's terrible. But, and of course, jealousy is innate in people, by the way. There's jealous. Kinah sofrim tarbe chokhmah. Jealousy, Hashem puts it in you as a trait that has to be conquered and used for the proper, proper manner. If you just walk around without be, have, having wants, and, and you know, jealousy it just has usually a negative connotation, the word jealous. But you could want to be jealous of the chief rabbi of Israel. Be jealous of Chambo Yosef. Be jealous of the greats that wrote so many books, so many sefarim. Be jealous of people that are building, building yeshivot. Like I just came today from Yeshiva Derech Eretz, God bless them. Rabbi, Rabbi Meir Yadid, God bless him. In just a few years, he built up yeshiva of over 800 students. Fantastic, unbelievable. Old Sadiqim over there. And and so they have over there today, Hachanasat Sefer Torah. I passed there this morning. Jam-packed. People are beautiful Sefer Torah all coming out. For, and the families are coming out. And the, and the mothers and the fathers are just showing their support for for the for the institution of Yeshiva Derech Eretz. And they should be successful. Amen. So, we are, so we are seeing that again. Jealousy. So we 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 look at that and we say, ah, I want to be like him. That that's an aspiration. That 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 really is novea from a jealousy. But again, we're not talking about a negative jealousy, but a positive jealousy. So over here, ayin toba means not to be jealous. Now, again, it's a kefira to have a, a, a real jealousy because you realize you have to realize everything's a gift from Hashem. Right, everything is a gift from Hashem. So how, you're not going to be jealous of somebody's kidney, of his heart. You have to know that it comes from Hashem. So if you if you're jealous, it means you think it's not coming from Hashem. So we can see that the great Rabbi Ezer had at least these two fundamental, vital principles in mind when he found that a good eye is a good path in life. Derech Chaim, and we, he's trying to impart upon us this stratagem for strategy for life. So let's study the advice of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon, in order to gain the purpose of life, Yirat Shamaim Olam and that's the purpose of life, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen, is to gain Yirat Shamaim and Olam Abba. This is the vestibule, and it's the only way you can get there. And as the rabbi always said, don't be in a rush to get there because this world is the best place you can be. Although the next Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akov says that one moment of of pleasure in the next world is better than all all the pleasure you can ever have in a hundred lifetimes in this world, right? One moment of pleasure of sitting next to the Shekhinah, that's better. However, 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 one moment, one moment of ma'asim tovim, ma'asim tovim is better than the whole next world because you can't do any ma'asim tovim. You cannot, you cannot do any, you cannot improve yourself 
in the next world. You have no more free will. So if you have a choice of being in the next world or being in this world, the answer is be in this world. That's, that's an unbelievable thing. If you could be next to God in next world, sit next to God, whatever that means, right? Sit next to the Shekhinah. Nehenim is in the next world. Nehenim, Sadikim Yoshvim, and you're gaining all the reward in the next world. But you have a choice, the next world or this world. You got this world, maybe you're going to make some sins, maybe you'll fall. That's the problem. That was the question, Hilev Shamai. So the answer is you have to choose this world. Why? Because it's the only world you can ever get, the only chance you're ever going to get to improve, to make to, to raise your level. The next world you can't do it anymore. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu prayed 515 prayers. Why did he pray so hard, Moshe Rabbeinu? He, he wants another day of life because he wants another day of life in order to accomplish in this world. You can't accomplish anymore in the next world. The question is, we asked on Moshe, where did he learn such a thing? What's his, what's his precedent for such a thing? So we learned a beautiful lesson from Abraham Abinu. Where did he learn that from Abraham Abinu? Well, Abraham Abinu, if you recall, he was sitting by the tent he had Berit Milah. He was, he was hurting. He had just had an operation. And he had maybe had a, he had a fever. It was boiling hot outside. And he had a lot of pain. But what happened? Hashem came to visit him. Psh, wow. Hashem. The Shekhinah came to visit. Ha, 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 he made... Uh, he made... Um, or, no, Abraham was making Hachnasat Orchim. And, and Hashem was coming to visit the sick. So he came to visit Abraham Abinu, and now the, the, the Arabs came in the, in the, down the road, and Abraham tells Hashem, excuse me, Hashem, I have to go visit the Arabs over there. Visit the Arabs? Yeah, I want to do Hachnasat Orchim. Hashem was doing Biku Cholim, right? And, 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 and he was talking to Abraham. And Abraham said, no, no, it's more important for me. Gedolah, Hachnasat Orchim, Mekabalah, Pinah Shekhinah. Wow, what a thing. So now we're getting an understanding from Abraham Avinu that it's, it's, it's better to leave Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's more important to go do a mitzvah in this world. In this world to do mitzvah, helping, helping people or doing, doing tzedakah than sitting and talking with Hashem. Because you're going to sit and talk with Hashem until the end of time. You'll do that after 120 years. But the only time you have to do mitzvot is when you're alive. And Moshe Rabbeinu learned that lesson from him. So we're learning that, that also that lesson over here, that the best time to do mitzvot is the only time to do it is when you're alive. So that's Yirai Olam Abba. So now, Rabbi Shimon gives us advice, and he says, One who looks ahead. Now this is advice for life, he's telling you. You want good advice for the rest of your life? Try to look ahead. So the Rabbi Miller used to explain to us like this. He goes, look, if you could look ahead five seconds, five seconds, in life, in anything you do, that's very, very good. If you can look at 10 seconds, great. 30 seconds, great. And if you can look at half an hour, if you could look ahead, that's fantastic. If you look at an hour, even better. So the more you could look ahead and anticipate, anticipate what's going to happen. What's going to happen if you open your mouth? What's going to happen if you open your mouth to your boss? What's going to happen? You're going to go into your boss's office, and maybe you're going to open your mouth. Hey, it's too, the customers are no good. It's too hot. I'm not getting enough customers. You open your mouth. Maybe that'll be the end of your job. Maybe you'll say, maybe you'll say, sonny boy, go, go look for another job. You, you, you're opening your mouth too much. You have to look ahead. You have to look ahead to your customers. Go ahead. You open the door to your customers. You're going to see 
And so before you open that door, you got to look ahead. Think ahead. What's the customer going to say? Maybe he wasn't happy with the goods. Maybe he's getting a better price. So you have to think and look ahead what he's going to say and how to answer your customer. Otherwise, you may not have a customer anymore. The rabbi would tell us, because when you're going home from work, a day of work, you put your hand on the doorknob. Don't open the doorknob. What do you mean? Don't open the door. He goes, you got to look ahead. What do you mean look ahead? He says, you have to look ahead. Maybe the children drove your wife crazy all day. Maybe she's at her wit's end. And maybe when you go through that door, she's going to say things to you that maybe she doesn't really mean, but she's going to say mean words to you. So you have to look ahead and expect it. Be ready for it. And what do you got to do? What are you going to do? You have to make it make up your mind that you're not going to answer back no matter what she says. You're not going to answer back. You're going to let it go over your head because you know something? After thirty, after a minute or two, she's going to forget even what she said. She's not going to even remember what she said. But if you answer back, there'll be a conflagration. There can be a give and take, a fight could ensue. And who knows? That's how divorces ended up. One answer back, the other one answers back, and the other one, there's no end to the answering back. But if you keep your mouth shut, there can't be a divorce. You hear that what I said? If your wife tells you something and you just don't answer back, there can't be any divorce because you didn't answer her back something meaner than she answered you. There's no, the fight's over. The fight's over. When the fight is over, it's over. Go take her for an ice cream cone. Go take her for, a, for dinner. Okay? So, so the rabbi would always quote the following Gemara on this, on this idea. Tuba de shama ve'adish chilfua bishtim bishte me'ah. Lucky is, fortunate is the man, and he hears and he keeps quiet. A hundred evils will pass him by. There's a very big concept here. A one hundred, it's a Gemara concept. One hundred evils, if you listen, if you hear, and you let it pass you by. A hundred evils will pass you, will, will pass you by. So, well, in other you're in the street. Today, you're in the street, you're walking in the street, and somebody opens their window and says, you, you dirty so-and-so. Or, you wear any, and it calls you names. So you don't stop the action. You don't even don't even look at him. Don't turn around. Today, in today's day and age, people are people are crazy out there. Make sure you don't stare anybody in the eyes. Stare spending somebody in the eyes that are that are belligerent to you. They'll think maybe you want to identify them to the police. And they won't take too kindly to that. Maybe they will have to bop you over the head with a bat. Who knows what? Today people are getting shot for no reason at all. So make sure you don't and don't answer. Don't say you're talking. To, don't answer at all. Don't say a word. I don't care if you took a thousand karate lessons. Don't answer them back. Don't think you could take care of yourself. Because there's always another, another guy behind that. A goy, there's a hundred going in behind that goy. So be, 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 you have to learn this lesson and learn it well. So Ramilla would always tell the following story about this lesson. He would always tell the following story true story, maybe it happened 50 years ago. He said there was a guy, very nice Jewish young man from Yeshiva University, and he was a counselor for a whole bunch of kids. And he took the kids on a Tuba'av outing, an outing, and they were walking by Madison Square Garden. They were all wearing their yarmulkes, nice, little, nice young boys. And this counselor, he was a karate expert, and he had nunchucks in his back pocket. That's like a weapon of some kind of karate weapon. In his back pocket... And as they were walking past uh, a certain place, a certain car, there was two goyim in the car, and they started to shout uh, anti-Semitic uh, words to these boys, and, and, and that's what they did. So the counselor told the boys, look, you keep walking down another block or two, I'll catch up with you. 
people give these two these two boys a piece of my mind. Oh, piece of his mind. He wants to teach him a lesson. So he went over to these boys and and he started to tell them a thing or two. And these boys went into their trunk and took out a tire iron, that's the rabbi said it, the iron that they used to take off the tire, and they bashed his brains and they killed him. They killed this Jewish boy, believe it or not, they killed him. And because he stopped the action, because he answered them back, because he went to stop the action. So, and there was no justice. And, and, and later on, they, they went to court, and the court, the, 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 the Goyim judge, Irish judge, they were Irish boys, said, the courtroom is no room for vengeance. And he gave them parole. He didn't even give them a, a sentence. They used to come to the court every month, check the box, I'm here, and that was the end of that. So we have to learn that lesson not to answer anybody back. That's Hore Haroe et Hanolad. You got to look ahead. Look ahead when you're raising children. Look ahead who their friends are. Look, look ahead who the, what their schools are, what schools are they going to. Always look ahead. Look ahead when you're opening the door. Look ahead when, you, when you're eating. Don't eat too much. Exercising, talking, always look ahead. Now, the, that's the mashal. The nimshal is, the big idea is look ahead that there's going to be an olam haba. Look ahead. Look ahead. What are you doing in this world? You got to look ahead because one day, after 120 years, you're going to be over there in the next world. And that, of course, is at the beginning of the Pirkavot, which we didn't cite today. Every Jew has a portion in the world to come. And without that belief in the world to come, then you're really an animal. You'll become an animal because you think you could do anything in this world. You say, eat, drink today, because tomorrow we die. That's what the old Greeks used to say. You've got to do everything now because we're going to die tomorrow. Look what's going, out in the, going on in the world today. Just look open. Look, look out in the world. The people they are going wild. The government's going wild. There's no more ethics. There's no more morals. There's no more nothing. Because they don't believe in Olam Baba. They don't think they're going to have to answer for anything. So we have to always keep that in front of us. And Rabbi Miller said in his 10 Steps to Greatness, he says, first, piece, first one to say is, think 30 seconds a day. Listen carefully. If you learned anything today, let's try to do this. Think 30 seconds a day about Olam Abba, that this world is a vestibule to Olam Abba, and that we're preparing. We're preparing in this world for Olam Abba. We're preparing right now for Shabuot. We're preparing in Erev Shabbat for Shabbat. It's all Hatken. Hatken is prepare. And the more you prepare, the more you realize how important what you're preparing for is. And, of course, the Olam Abba, that's the most important thing there is to prepare for. And the Yetzirah is trying to make us forget about it. Forget about Olam Abba. That's his tafkid. That's his job, to make us forget about Olam Abba. But we have to continue to remind ourselves. So you learn the Pirkavot, how Olam Abba, and we will hopefully keep that in mind. It's one of the things we have to keep in mind all the time. Rabbi Yossi comes and says, his stratagem is, The property of your friend should be dear to you as your own. Hillel would say it, that's for haftar chakamocha. You have to also love your fellow men, love him, love his property, and 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 uh, and Hillel would say it in a little different manner, the opposite. and say, because it's very difficult to love your friend like you love yourself. So at least, at least, what what's hateful to you, don't do to your friend. You don't like 
anybody to insult you, don't insult your friend. Whatever you don't like done to you, to you, don't do to your friend. That's the least of it. That's how Elil presented it. He presented that to the goy, to the ger. And the rest of the Torah, zil gemor. It's all explanation. That's the beginning of Torah. Then the rest is all explanation. Of course, you have to know, we do have mizvot, ben adam lechavero, ben adam makom. We have mizvot between us and our fellow men, and between us and God. And, 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 but, but, Rashi tells us that the most of the mizvot in the Torah, the rov, are between us and our fellow men. We have to know that any mizvah that's between us and our fellow men really inherently is a mizvah at its source, is a mizvah between us and God. We, we honor our mother and father. Why? Because Hashem commanded us to do it. We don't just, not because you have an obligation. What's the obligation? Because Hashem commanded us to honor our mother and father. You are returning a lost object because God commanded us to do it. If you think you're doing these things from a humanistic point of view, because you're a good guy, I don't steal because I'm a good guy. There's a lot of good guys out there. They're in jail, by the way. A lot of good guys. A lot of, a lot of people, they thought they were good guys. But when push came to shove, they're in jail today. They gave they were good guys. Jewish people. They didn't, but they were Mechalel Shabbat. They didn't believe in the Torah. They didn't read Torah. They didn't learn Torah. They nothing Torah. They didn't believe in Hashem. So they said, I don't need Hashem. I'm a good guy. I have good character by myself. I got good character from where? I watch a lot of TV. I got good, tar- good character from Channel 13. I got good character from, I went to a lot of good movies, man. I got good character from the good movies. I know where to go. I got good character. Why? Because I traveled the world. I got good character. I can see from, I, I have my own head, my own brain. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I have morals. Where do you get your morals from? I got it from the TV set. I don't got morals from Torah. Anybody that doesn't have, thinks he has morals and good character from the world, he's corrupt. You have to know that, me'ekara. This guy here, in fact, in today's day and age, if you have, I was talking to some uh, young rabbis today over the weekend, and they, they know that any young man is not learning Torah on some shape, way, or form, or he's not putting on tefillin, or he's not going to, to shul, he's not doing, he's not connected at all, you have to know, no matter what he says, no matter how many blue suits he wears, no matter how many white shirts he wears, no matter how many red ties he's wearing, now how many, now how much he claims to be upright and moral and honest, he is completely gone. He's off. He's off the data. This guy is completely. He has nothing holding him down to this world. Probably he's doing all kinds of things for sure. For sure, don't even think twice about it. Okay, so all these mitzvot are all anchors, anchoring us down because it says because it says et. Hashem Elohecha. That's why we're saying in our Torah, Ani Hashem, so many times in our parasha. Ani Hashem Elohecha. Ani Hashem, Ani Hashem. Because you have to know, the only reason, the only thing that's anchoring you in is because you are, you have that belief that Hashem commanded you to do it. Once you take the Hashem out of the honesty factor, then when push comes to shove, the honesty goes out the window. You have to know that. Or the morality factor. Look at today's world. There's no, there's no morality in the world. If you take that Ani Hashem out of it, out of the fact that there's no morality. If you just think, hey, you know, uh, live and let live. It's okay. Then, then there's no more morality in the world. Now, Yossi says a tremendous bomb statement, and we'll leave it at this. He says, This, all of your deeds should be L'Shem Shemaim. Everything you do should be L'Shem Shemaim. You're eating L'Shem Shemaim. You're learning L'Shem Shemaim. You're walking L'Shem Shemaim. You're exercising L'Shem Shemaim. L'Shem Shemaim means for the grace of God, for the honor of God. I'm doing it to because of God, like I just said. I'm doing it for the, because Hashem commanded me to do it and to, and to build up the, the, the belief in God in me. 
So this Rambam says is nekudan nifla'a. Rabbi Miller always stressed this. He said this is a wondrous point that that you could do anything in this world, l'shem shemaim, exercising, eating, whatever it is, you can do it to serve Hashem. So next time you're walking to shul, next time you're walking to play basketball, say I'm walking to play basketball, l'shem shemaim, and 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 even if you're opening the the, the gemara, try it one time. Say I'm learning gemara l'shem shemaim. Now you might say, what are you talking about? Why else am I learning gemara? He goes, try it. A lot of some people learning Gemara to to the Shem themselves because they want to be show off, maybe. Who knows? So you have to say, I'm learning Gemara, Le Shem Shemaim. I'm learning it into the, for the honor of Hashem. And therefore, we will build up our Midot, Midot Derech Eretz Kad 